And that's okay. It's yeah. okay. I don't need to be on it. Exactly. I don't, I, I don't you have know. an ego like that. I don't need to be on it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's hers is yours and what's hers is hers. But <laughs> put, put it like this. Every time we in it, guess who's driving? Right. Exactly. So it doesn't matter. It's like I'm always driving her car or whatever. So. so now, I guess I would just say this. What if, even if you are keeping things separate as a couple, um, what if one person is better with um, budgeting and also with just um, making sure that um, things, everything is accounted for and they're put into various categories and things like that. If one person is more of a spender versus a saver, like even though things are separate, then would you say like that's where it's important to have that communication and figure out how accounts are going to be handled and who's going to do what, even if they are separate? Yep, I would, I definitely, so my husband is not, he doesn't know anything about our finances. I'm the financial person. I deal with everything. Mm -hmm. And he just, he, when he's ready to spend, he'll be like, babe, which card should I use? And I tell him which card to use because I am the one who controls the situation. So I do feel like it is important to communicate with each other just to know, okay, well, I'm going to, I'll be in charge of finances. I'll pay this. This is this is sit down and have a communicate and have a conversation. These are the bills we have to pay every month. I'm gonna because like I said, I know all his logins. So I'm gonna be taking this amount out every month and this is and we're gonna pay this. So just that that communication. One of you, because of, of course it's gonna be annoying if you're trying to get into an account to pay bills and you don't know what's in there or how much or what you're doing so yeah yeah that's a good point all right and then our next question would be what might couples do to generate multiple streams of income um and whether that's collectively or individually like okay. what might people do to generate multiple streams of income and why is multiple streams of income important who wants to work for their entire life <laughs> <laughs> Right. No one. So passive income and multiple streams of income is really important. And I do feel like there's power in numbers. So you might have a dream and I, my job will be there. It, it, my job, sorry, is to support that dream. Whatever dream you have, I do feel like my husband he never mind. He stresses and he goes crazy sometimes because I'm really busy. I don't have time for him, but he understands that I'm on a mission. Like I'm, my goal is so that we can enjoy our older years, and we just he just has to understand that. But right now, he he's supportive. He comes to my events. He's there. <laughs> I love it. It's like you sounds like you guys have really good communication. A good understanding, a big picture view when it comes to your relationship and everything. Yes. Uh, that's what really matters. It really does. Yes. That's, you Absolutely. know, I love it. And just with the understanding that sometimes as an entrepreneur, sometimes everything is not going to be smooth. Some It's going to be rocky days and you just have to just remember that. Just know that it, not everything is perfect. Not so at like, all. 
what might what might we do when um the rocky days the, come. the rocky days come or the ship is um in the water but it is it turbulent didn't, didn't hit an iceberg like the titanic <laughs> but it hit some words some waves it's waves you know and just so that because you know finances can be you know very stressful and especially mm -hmm. like so for example um both you and rod are um entrepreneurs entrepreneurs I, I i have my toes and my one of my feet in the water she of entrepreneurship yeah, so i'm not all the way in so um you know how do you manage to get some form of balance and to keep the struggle i mean the um levels of stress down because as you said you know entrepreneurship is not always like smooth and um you know one person may have or both people before one ended up getting into entrepreneurship um were used to okay we get paid on the first and the fifteenth, or the fifteenth and the thirtieth, or whatever, and so then sometimes you know income can fluctuate. So, what can people do in order to navigate that more successfully, especially when there is one full-time entrepreneur and someone that is still working a nine-to-five or whatever job? I'm gonna give you guys my best honest answer. <laughs> that communication is key because my husband who does still have a nine to five he has a nine to five and we have a company together mm -hmm. but he has a nine to five and he doesn't fully understand the entrepreneurship we butt heads a lot of the times because he doesn't understand my grind he doesn't understand that all right, today, these I didn't get as much clients as I normally got. So the money that I would bring in, I didn't bring in this month. Your nine to five is still pulling in some income. Great. Thank God for it. But I need you to support my passion and just know that I have it. I'm, I'm not sitting here twiddling my thumbs, waiting for something on, to fall and, and hit me. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm still grinding the grind. You're not seeing the benefits of the grind right now, but trust me and knowing me that I am grinding and it's going to be okay. Cause I got this. I'm passionate. I'm not going to let my family fall, you know? So that communication is, is so important just at, at that communication and that support. So just knowing that she knows or he knows that I'm struggling right now. It's not coming in the way I want it to come, mm -hmm. but I'm grinding and it's going to be okay. I got us. So that, that, that could be exactly how you just said, like, you know, just in general terms, or it could be getting more specific and saying, okay, they like last month, I ended up having X amount of clients and I generated this amount. And, um, you know, thus far this month this is the amount that actually has come in and so i'm shifting a few things in order to kind of sort of pat some things a little bit or whatever so just being sometimes just being very specific but just keeping each other in the loop and like you said just reassure, even reassuring and knowing that it's a faith walk and yeah. that you're you're having to just continually be is. dedicated and you having to be supportive um, of one another by understanding that sometimes everything's not going to work out perfectly, but I'm not just over here just doing nothing. Thumbs, yes. Yeah. And, and, and my, my husband has to know that 
I'm frustrated too. <laughs> it's not okay. Not okay with me either. I'm not happy that we're we're having a down month. So because it from your perspective or from his perspective, it'll look like oh they're just there doing nothing. To me, I am hurt equally. Yes, and I feel your pain when those months happen. I feel your pain. Yeah. <laughs> Got you. Um, this is blessing myself. Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so I know I'm, I'm, I'm deviating for just one quick minute. I just want to say that, um, Rod and I, um, are utilizing Chris's, um, services and, um, we just, believe in what she's, we believe in what, what she, her philosophy, her philosophy what, what she doing. does. And, and, and we're so grateful that, um, our paths ended up um, crossing, um, with hers and, like at this particular point, I, it was just like even when we met through um, Lashana's group, it was like just an immediate connection because you were just so down to earth, so real, so inviting, and um, you definitely are a person of accountability. <laughs> um, and so, but I just wanted to say that um, we like family, whether you yes. are or not. No. And, <laughs> you treat your clients like family. And I am. I already told oh, you when okay. I told me to just remind her. Okay. And so <laughs> I really like that even though it's a business that you continually empower your clients and that you treat them like family and you treat them with care. And so yeah. I know that you're not going to steer me wrong as a result of you treating me as if like I'm your sister. Right. And so I just wanted to just say that just to say that I appreciate you and um, just continually pray that the Lord <laughs> will continue to elevate and continue to use you mightily and bless your business and bless everything that you do. So your husband can leave his nine to five. <laughs> All right. Um, being like Tabitha, come on now. Look, thank you so much, Belinda. I appreciate it. And I feel the same exact way. You have held me accountable many times as well. And I feel like we have, we have similar journeys and similar stories. So we relate on, on so many different levels. Thank you so very much. I appreciate that. Yes. And Rod, my goal, my goal is to retire my husband by the time he's fifty. He's forty six now, so I got four years. All right, all right, let's make it. I happen. will be right. happy. That's, that's my goal also is to come home one day or have Alana come home and be like, "Hey, you done?" As far as yes. teaching, you can resign it. If you just want to keep going, go ahead. But you can resign and do what you really love, because um, that's why I'm working so hard to just replace everything, and she can just kind of focus on what she loves. All right, so, so right here. what are some small steps couples can take to recover from financial setbacks? And you can kind of like deal with that question. I know it's like really broad, so you can kind of just tackle that however you wish to tackle that. Yep, I like to encourage people. Hey, Tina, um, I like to encourage people to pay whatever has the highest interest rate first. Because we do all fall on hard times, and then, but some of us we look at okay, well, this has the highest limit, but 
you're paying a higher interest on these other cards over here. So don't look at the limits, look at the interest because in the long run, you'll be paying more on the other account. So pay what has the highest interest first and then work your way down. Got you. And hopefully none of that is higher than 15%. <laughs> and as you said, just so that we can show that we're good students, I hope you all are being good students that are on this live. You want to Connect. end up having a credit card that is in the single digits. If it can't be within the single digits, then between 10 to 14% at the most. Yes. And is extremely important for you to communicate with your creditors just like it's extremely important for you to communicate with people in your household so if something is happening um you need to contact them as chris said you need to contact them and let them know that basically you need to change your due date defer payment etc so that way that they can help you because if you don't call and you don't ask they don't know and this is the couple matters podcast and we have our special guest who's just giving us all kind of nuggets, Crystal from Finance Reform. So, you know, we're just going to get back into the conversations. Want to remind everybody what they're listening to. Make sure they stay connected. Make sure you follow Finance Reform. DM Finance Reform. Their DMs better be chalked full after this live. So, go ahead. It is five, but at least five people. <laughs> and then also, um, if you are on the live, if you would just share this with at least 10 other people yes. this live, because it's very important information that everyone needs to know and that everyone can benefit from. This is my favorite question. <laughs> and so you don't know it, but I'm going to tell you, I'm coming for you real soon. Um, oh because I know that you're very passionate and you are raising some young kings and they are part of your journey and they give us financial advice certain <laughs> days of the week and they're on your Instagram. So I want you to tell the people, how can couples empower their children or teens so they can understand finances and build wealth early? I'm a believer in you have to teach your kids while they're young and while they're still at home. Because when they get out and, and they get to college, they're going to run free. And then the credit cards. So let me start. Let me rewind a little. I teach my sons about financial literacy now. They're quite aware of money. It's a pro and a con because my six-year-old... I can't slide $2 under the pillow from the tooth fairy. <laughs> he be like, that's it? <laughs> I feel it. He was like, my tooth for more than $2. <laughs> and then he, when he's sick, because he gets paid to do Finance Friday, he goes and shops for his toys because I'm a believer in spending your own money. You appreciate it more. And he's able to go, I, I don't want to pay $20 for that. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if it's me buying it, he's like, oh, I want this, I want that, I want this. So he's able to understand, utilize his money or understand how to spend it and what not to spend it on and what's important to him and what's not important to him. But I am a believer in teaching them young and putting them on credit cards at the age of 13. Yes, 13. Okay. Um, so that they can understand how to use Okay, so let me, my six-year-old, I teach him how to use cash. My 12-year-old, I'm, I'm teaching him now about credit. 
and how to use credit cards so that at different stages, I feel like it's important for you to understand cash, having the cash money in your hands and understanding it and then going to the debit credit cards so that he can understand virtual money or fake money. (laughs) (laughs) And, um, so my, my 12 year old, he doesn't have a credit card. Well, he does, but it's a cash, it's a cash app card. Um, when he turns 13, he'll be on my on on my authorized user on my card. But I feel like it's important for them to understand credit cards and credit limits so that when he goes to college, at college, their credit uh, creditors are all around the campus. This is what they do. This is when they attack. And this is when most people go into debt because they don't know about credit cards. So now they have these big gold and silver cards shining in front of their face. And they're like, oh, yeah, you mean I can get $500 and do whatever? For my son, that won't be enticing because he's already, he already knows about credit cards. He already has a $500 limit. And he knows I can only spend $50 of this $500 or whatever the case may be. He understands. So I think it's very, very important for us to teach our children young And that way, when they get older and when they leave our nest, they could care less about what you have to offer unless it's going to benefit them. That's good stuff. So now I got to back up. So (laughs) I grew up, I grew up in the hood. Okay. Okay. (laughs) And I'm not saying that everybody in the hood does this. (laughs) But some of us in the hood, we, we, we might do this. Okay. So sometimes we may, as parents, put a utility in our child's name, okay, mm-hmm. um, or cable, whatever it is, because we have not been responsible. So mm-hmm. we're trying to figure it out. So I want to ask you to talk about why it's. Re- it's really important to be financially responsible as a parent and why we should not do that if we know that we're not in a position to be able to put them in a better position. And what does it mean exactly when a child is being put on as a an authorized user? How will that benefit them in the future? And if I'm not being responsible, how might that hinder them? I feel like as a community, thank God to COVID, that a lot of us have been home and a lot of us are doing research and we're getting smarter and we're learning different ways to save and, and better our, our education and better our kids' education. So hopefully going forward, hood or no hood, we won't <laughs> be doing anything <laughs> in our children's name unless it benefits them in the future. So I don't want anyone else on this call to not put anything in your children's name at all. Um, like I said, unless it's a credit card when they get to 13. And, and what was the other question? I'm sorry. So what's the benefit of putting them on as an authorized user? How will that benefit them in the future? Okay, so the benefits of putting your child um, on your credit card at the age of 13 as an authorized user is that you're building credit for them without them actually having a, their, a credit card of their own. And if you have multiple cards on their name, it looks like they have multiple accounts. So by the time they're 18 years old, 
they already have established data points. Remember, I in the beginning, we spoke about those data points. It's not about the number. It's about the data points. They already have a certain amount of credit cards. They have credit limits. They have age because if they're 13, by the time they get 18, that's five years of credit history already. So they can leave your house and be ready to buy a house or buy a condo, townhome, something that you, you've already given them their graduation gift because they're set. They, they left your house with great credit. That is really awesome. That's, That's powerful. powerful. Very powerful. Um, and being able to, and like, I wasn't aware of things like that when I was Me coming neither. up. But yet, right now at this point in time, I find that in different communities, that's what they've been doing all along. And Correct. again, it was because we were uneducated or we didn't have the information and that information wasn't shared. So again, it's really a blessing that you're in this field and you're able to share that information with us and um millions of other people through social media and just with people that you come into contact with so then okay um when i find let's just say for example um any event if i know that i'm getting ready to have a situation and maybe I may be 30, 30 days or maybe, I don't know, maybe I might be 60 days late. So if at the time I have my child, then would it be beneficial for me to call and remove them as an authorized user at a particular point in the event if I was having financial difficulties? So you're talking proactive steps. Right. Am okay. I, is that a proactive step or is, is that good? Or is that bad? Like what, what are your thoughts? It's definitely a proactive step and you can remove, you can always remove an authorized user whenever you want. They don't have to stay on your account and you can always add them right back when you want. So definitely a proactive step. If you notice you're going to, you're coming on, on, on a hardship on, on, on financial hardship and have them removed. Yes. Because you don't want to do anything to mess up their credit. You only want to do things that will benefit their credit. And I did what I did forget we spoke about um, falling on hardship in 2020 due to COVID. There is something called the CARES Act where everyone should be aware of. In that CARES Act, it states that no creditor, no financial institution, no one is supposed to report any derogatory or, any, or negative marks on your credit report. So if you call any consumer, you tell them due to COVID, due to the CARES Act, I cannot pay this bill and they report it on your credit report, you can automatically get it removed. Wow. Wow. That's powerful right there. I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. I hope, I hope everybody's listening to that because because <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty that's pretty nice right there. So um and then our next question is what does it mean to build wealth? What does that mean exactly? Hmm. To build wealth? <laughs> Yes. What does it mean to build wealth? So to me, it, it means a, a, a it means many different things. It means building wealth mentally, building wealth physically, <laughs> because I believe wealth is a mindset thing. It's not all about money. Because I can be broken wealthy, I could be rich and wealthy. You know, wealth means a, a, a plethora of things to me. Um, so building wealth is financial stability. 
Um, if my family is good, money doesn't necessarily, to me, money doesn't necessarily mean I'm wealthy. If, if I'm full, if my life is full, if my family is healthy, you know, they, they, we have food on the table, we have a roof over our head and bills are paid, we're good. That's wealthy to me. You know, a, a certain zeros behind a number doesn't, doesn't mean that I'm wealthy. Because, because you can because, have those bills to match those zeros. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is actually our last question because we had one other one, but you pretty much went into great detail about credit cards. So what are signs that people have a healthy relationship with money? When you don't know what's in your bank account. <laughs> wow. What did she say? When you don't know what's in your bank account. Oh, wow. That's a, that's one big sign that you have a really wealthy relationship with money because you're so secure in what you're doing that, you know, that money doesn't really matter anymore. You're not you're not counting coins. Like you're you're financially free. Gotcha. That's real freedom too. Yeah. I'm sitting there. <laughs> You got me daydreaming for a second. That's why I drifted <laughs> off for a second. I was like, yeah, that's nice. Guy. I look at the bank account a lot, so maybe I need. <laughs> um, well, you know what? I have one other question. Today I went on a walk, so hopefully <clears throat> she listens to this. I'll let her know when Rod drops the episode, but her daughter has a birthday coming up. She's 15, getting ready to be 16, and ultimately once everything is done and said, she will then in turn have about nine hundred to a thousand dollars. And if you had to give this parent and this teenager advice, what would you say? How should she um move forward with this nine hundred dollars? Should she just go out on a nine hundred dollar shopping spree? Um, should she invest in some stock i don't know like what should she do with this nine hundred dollars and what would you even suggest for this mom since she know that this is going to be coming into her daughter's hands y'all already know that i'm a love i love credit cards and my answer is going to be credit cards <laughs> i feel like she should definitely put that in a secured credit card yes. she's still there's still her nine hundred dollars but she has a 900 secure dollars and it's credit. It's building her credit profile and, and teach her how to manage that money. I have two answers to this because yep, she can do the credit card definitely to build that money. And then two, open, give her a company. Mm. She's 15 years old. She can start an LLC. If the mom isn't sure what company she wants it to be, it could be her name. A lot of people shy away from their name. And I like to say it over and over from the wire. My name is my name. (laughs) (laughs) Make it her name down the line when she turns 18 and she's ready to, even, even if she's not ready to do it. A lot of us have the misconception that if I start a business, I don't want to start a business because I don't know what to do with it. Or I don't really want to run a company. That's okay. You can still create an LLC and build that company. Use your business credits for everything. Personal is great, 
but we want to get to the business credit because you get more money on the business side. If you fall on hard times, you can always dissolve your company. You can always dissolve an EIN. You can never dissolve your social. So you build up your own credit profile, your own personal, and then you pick your PG, personal guarantor, to get business funding. And once you get that business funding, you leverage that to do everything. This is why I don't like people doing bankruptcy. There's no need for it. Dissolve that EIN and keep your bankruptcy and keep, I'm sorry, not keep your bankruptcy, keep your um, personal credit in, in order. All right. Well, I mean, Rob, you can. Well, um, man, you, you know, Crystal, you have dropped so many nuggets and I actually, I can't wait to listen to this again and watch it again. What we like to do with our guests is that if you could, take 30 seconds and just spit some wisdom. You've been spending a whole lot, but this is like your last take before we get ready to wrap up. So I'm going to hand the mic over to you and you got 30 seconds to spit some wisdom. Talk to us as if you're talking to some students, some of your clients. One of my mentors has told me, and I like to say it over and over and over and over. If you fall on hardship, it is okay. Focus on you until the focus is on you. And I like to tell people that all the time. Make room for what's happened, what's happening now, because in the long run, you're gonna be okay. <laughs> financial, financial, financial literacy is not as hard as what we we are taught, and it's not a negative thing. Utilize the bank. Utilize the. Uh, money that comes with the bank, leverage your credit, and I guess live your best life. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that. I love that. And, you know, Crystal, we want to thank you, yes. Finance Reforms, for coming on our show, Couple Matters Podcast, and sharing. Um, make sure everybody who's watching, listening, make sure you go to Finance Reforms Instagram. Make sure you DM her. Uh, the company, they are wonderful. She treats you just like family, just like we had this conversation. I feel like I'm sitting on her couch right now. Um, make sure you all follow, 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 and share this uh, this live with 10 people, with 10 people. You will be able to listen to this broadcast on Apple, Spotify, iHeart, and any other platform out there. So with, It'll be on YouTube. Oh, it'll also be on our YouTube channel, Couple Matters. So make sure you... Uh, uh, subscribe to that and stay connected with us here at the Couple Matters Podcast, where we in love, but we also really like each other too. It's really it's, those are two important things. Yes. A lot of people in love. A lot of people say they love these spouses, but don't like them. So yeah. it's a difference. So with that being said, we want to thank you all for joining us, and we love you all, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Have a thank good you. evening, ATL. Yeah. <laughs>